You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. How's everybody this morning? Come it's on. a beautiful day. Woo! Good morning. Happy to be in the house of the Lord. Scripture says, I was glad when they said, Come to the house of the Lord. Amen. I'll tell you one thing right now. I am very glad today. I have not been up here for a while, so I am glad to be back in the saddle, as they say, um, s- sitting next to my, my yes. husband, Boo Thang, <laughs> my partner in life, my partner in crime, my yes. partner in business and ministry. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell how happy I am to be here? Yes, man. So excited <laughs> to have my bride back up here with us. Wait, you know today. what? Before we start, let's pray. Yes. Go ahead let's and pray, pray for us. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for today. We're grateful for who you are. We thank you for this opportunity to come together. Lord, we're grateful for a country where we can still come together openly and blatantly. Praise your name because you are a good, good God. You are worthy of all praise and all honor. Father, today, as we bring a word that you've given us, that you've put on our hearts, Lord, speak through us. Push us out of the way. Take control of our mind, our vocal cords, our wills, and speak through us. Have your way and push us out of the way and let every one of us be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now we can get started. (laughs) All right. So today we are in week two of our sermon series called New. Last week we started uh, in week one, and we learned last week that being new means we will never be the same again, right? So awesome. You know, the whole premise of this series is that behavior modification may make us better, but only Jesus can make us new. I'm going to say that again. Behavior modification, changing what we do, resolutions, whatever you want to call it. It can make us better, but only Jesus can make us new. And so throughout this series, our tenet scripture is going to be this. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 that says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Yeah. You know, that is an amazing truth. Yeah. That is an amazing truth that through the power of Jesus Christ, we can be made new. Yeah. Wow. You know, when we surrender our lives to Jesus, there is this great exchange that takes place, right? He takes our sin and we get his righteousness. Yeah. Wow. Righteousness, fancy word, just means right standing with God. It means now we're in a right place because of what Jesus has done for yeah. us. Wow. Well, in other words, Jesus makes us new. We're no longer that person that we were before we reached out to him. And in exchange, again, for our sinfulness, we get God's goodness and his righteousness. Salvation takes all of that away. And the Bible tells us it's as if we had never sinned before. God actually does not remember our sins. Wow. You know what? Just for that alone, can we give Jesus a hand clap? Come on, just, just, just for that one thing That's good. right there. That's good, but I think y'all knew better than that. <laughs> Remember, Woo. Jesus picked us up out of that slimy pit. He saw what we did. He heard what we said. He was there in the middle of it, and he still forgave us anyway. He set our feet on a wow. rock. He made us right with God. So for that, we need to shout him out. We need to give Woo, him some real on. praise. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. That's better. That's real good. Good job, y'all. <laughs> The thing is, once we accept Jesus as our Savior, we become new. We become a new creation, Scripture says. But what does that really mean? What does that look like? 
Well, you know, let me give you a story, kind of put it in perspective. Um, I've been wearing glasses since I was in the third grade. When I was a little kid, I could not stand to wear glasses. Of course, back in those days, you know, there was none of this, you know, you're being bullied. You just took it. You took it and you handled business however you needed to handle business, right? So I had to wear glasses. I was picked on a lot, which I handled business eventually. But the point is, um, I hated wearing them. And so as soon as I could start wearing contacts, I started wearing them. Well, back in the day, again, contacts were these hard glass things you'd stick in your eye. And I was struggling with them, but I did it anyway. Man, I, was, I was adamant that I was not going to be picked on and wear glasses anymore. So I wore contacts for many, many years. And it was up until a few years ago that um, my eyes had become so dry and my eyesight had become so bad, the contacts weren't working for me anymore. So I went to my eye doctor and um, just so happened she told me, she said, hey, you know, there's this new procedure and I think it'll work for you. And I was like, well, they've been doing new procedures all these years and nothing's worked for me. And she's like, no, this is different. They actually replace the lenses in your eyes. And she goes, I think you'd be a great candidate for it. And that's the only way you're going to be able to see well again. She was basically telling me that there was nothing more they could do for my eyesight. I had maxed out. I was in trifocals, and I had maxed out on all of that. So if I was ever going to be able to see well again, I needed to have this procedure. So we talked about it, and we prayed about it. And in March of 2020, before the lockdown, thank you, God, I had the eye surgery done, right? Well, it was a game changer for my life. It literally changed my life. The first thing I was so grateful for is that I could actually swim again without my glasses on. Have you ever tried to swim with glasses? That doesn't even, that doesn't even work. And so I could swim. I could swim again without worrying about not being able to see. And one of my, the best things that happened because of it, and this is hugely liberating for me, y'all. I could actually, because I like to fix stuff around the house, and I could actually look up underneath things and see things clearly, and like screw screws and look at serial numbers and do cool stuff like that. Whereas before, I couldn't do that. Because my eyes were so bad, I had to look at things straight on in order to be able to see them clearly. So if you can imagine me being up under, it didn't work. So getting these new eyes, it changed my life. So like I said earlier, when we accept Jesus into our lives, we're made new. Come on. We're not a better version of who you used to be. Right. We don't get new glasses to see better. We get new eyes. Yeah, that's so good. That's we good. get big eyes, which brings me to our first point. A new creation means a new perspective. Wow. Check, check this out in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. This is what Paul said. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Wow. You know, Part of that new perspective is seeing yourself and others in the light of God. That's part of our new perspective now, of being new in Christ. We see ourselves differently, and we're able to see others differently. We see those around us now with new eyes, with new eyes. We no longer consider one another from that fleshly perspective that Paul was talking about, which means that now we can look beyond what we see and we can start looking into the heart of the matter. And remember, God measures us, checks us through our heart. He doesn't look at the outside. He looks at what's in here. He looks at our heart. And so when we become new, we now are empowered by Jesus to do that same thing. Now we can look with new eyes. We can look for the good in other people. 
and in ourselves, even when all we might see in front of us doesn't look so good, doesn't look so new, but with new eyes, with new spiritual eyes, as Christ being made new in him, now we can see that. You know, the tendency is to view people in light of what they do or say, right? But that is looking at people from a worldly, fleshly perspective, you know, point of view. That's true. I mean, come on. Would you want anybody to judge you from what came out of your mouth the other day? Hmm. Think about it. Would you want someone to judge you by what you said at any given point? I know I wouldn't. But that, because it doesn't give us a total, doesn't give them a complete picture of who we really are. It's just a moment in time. And so when we live from a new perspective that being a new creation in Christ is, we become big picture people. We begin to understand that hurting people hurt people. But we also have grace and mercy for that. We also get grace and mercy for our own selves and our own mistakes. Yeah, that's so good. You know, how much of our struggle in life flows from us judging ourselves according to the flesh, according to our old way of life, right? And not with the love and acceptance that we now have in Christ. How much of our issues in life come from not seeing ourselves as Jesus really sees us, right? But instead of thinking, well, this is how I need to be. This is how I ought to be. Or maybe who our friends and family or our boss or the media or social media tells us oh. that we need to be. It's Come good. on. It's good. Come on. Paul says that at one time, all of us regarded Jesus according to the flesh, yep. right? What does that mean? That means that at one time, we weren't all that impressed with Jesus. And even the people that walked with him on the earth weren't necessarily impressed with him all the time, right? They said, he's a nice guy. Maybe he's speaking some wisdom every now and again. But we didn't see, and they didn't see yet, the power that Jesus really had. And so at one time, we all regarded Jesus from just an earthly, fleshly perspective. At one time, Jesus was an option. You know, kind of like taking vitamins or supplements, it's an option. And not a necessity. At one time, Jesus was not our Lord. We were actually the Lord of our own lives. Think about that. At one time, Jesus was not the Lord of our life. We were, right? We lived for ourselves. And that actually leads us to the second thing we want to talk about today. Our second point is a new creation means a new person. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 14, and 15. Now, this is the New Living Translation. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old self. He died for everyone, so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. Right. So good. Who died and was raised for them. Them is us. Yes. Come on. A new person in Jesus means there's also a new person we're living for. You see, when Jesus died for us, he did that so that there would be, let's put it this way, a regime change, right? Regime means who's in power, right? So before, in our old way of life, we were sell we ourselves were the ones that were in power, right? We were the ones that were in power. We wanted what we wanted. We lived from a selfish perspective of life. Our hearts know 
now, though, that the new isn't about us. The new life in Christ is not about us. You know, it's easy and not uncommon as, as a new and sometimes even an old baby Christian to want a second chance, a fresh start, a do-over, and yet we still want to live for ourselves. What do you do with your time? What do you watch on TV? How do you spend your money? Um, how do you dress? You know, maybe those areas of your life may look new compared to how you used to live, and if so, that's great. But the new creation is not primarily about those things. And why not? I'll tell you why not. This is why not. Please tell us. <laughs> because your, new, your life can be new in all those areas, but you can still be living for yourself. Ooh. Hello. The true litmus test or the real proof that you are really a new creation is that you live your life for Jesus Christ Come on. and That's not good. for yourself anymore. Now, I want you to notice, I didn't say you have to live a perfect life. You will never hear that out of my mouth because I am not a perfect person by any stretch of anybody's imagination. In this life, we will be tempted. Every one of us will be tempted to live for ourselves. And it's called living by our flesh. It's what we think, what we want, what we feel in any given moment. And maybe you say, well, you know, I'm not living for myself. I sacrifice for people all the time. I never get what I really want. I hear that a lot in my really? house. <laughs> That's nice. That's real nice. But what is the why behind you doing all that? Uh-oh. Because even people-pleasing is living for yourself. Yeah, Ooh, I just said that. Yikes. Check it out. Anytime we are living to try to please someone else, maybe out of guilt. Now, for example, you have more than someone else. You know, and you, so you feel guilty that you should give them something of what you have. It's not out of a heart for Jesus. It's out of guilt. Ooh, come on. So you need to give them something to make yourself feel better. Or maybe it's out of ambition. You know, if I do this, then they'll do this for me, right? Maybe shame or something else has you trying to please others. Man, that is people-pleasing. Yeah. And it's living in the flesh because at the end of the day, it's for our own benefit to make what? Ourselves feel better. That's right. Come on. Anytime we're living to get props or applause from someone else, and you know what I mean, doing good things and then going about and telling everybody about it, maybe posting all over social media, I'm just saying. Okay. If you have that, look at me, look how great I am. I'm such a nice person motive. If that's the why behind your what, that is not living for Jesus. Y'all, that's what the Pharisees and the religious people did. Jesus went off on them for that. If you don't believe me, go to Matthew 6, 1 through 4, and you'll see what I'm talking about. That's your study, your study item. He straight up told them that their public praise was all they were going to get. Ouch. Mm, ouch. Man, you know, it's wonderful to do good deeds. And yeah. let me tell you what, as believers and followers of Jesus and Christians, we better be about doing some good things, okay? That's, that's yeah. living out, you know, our Christian life for sure. But what I'm saying is that what we say, what we do, who we are, must always be out of love and dedication to God himself. Yeah. That needs to be the why behind any what that we ever do. And not to be able to get the credit or recognition for us. Remember, every single thing we do should be viewed through the lens of motive, 
That's right, motive. God is always looking at our hearts. He is always looking at our hearts. And I know we just went really hard there for a minute, but we all need to know the truth. And that is the truth. Come on. So yep. let me encourage us all for a minute now. There will be times that every single one of us will be tempted to live for ourselves. But there will also be times that we will resist that temptation. It's all about the heart. Our point is that the target, our goal should be to live our lives led by the Holy Spirit and God's word so that we please God and not ourselves and not others. That is living new. Again, God is not looking for perfection in us. We don't have to be perfect, but we have to be perfectly willing to surrender to God, to submit to what he wants first. We always need to come back to what God wants first. That's right. And it's in doing that, doing what God wants first, that helps us find our real purpose. Yeah. Which brings us to the final point that we want to talk about today. And that is this, a new creation means a new purpose. A new creation means a new purpose. Yeah. In Jeremiah 29, 11, we're reminded that God does have a plan and a purpose for us all. Yeah. And Ephesians 2, 10 reminds us that God has very specific things that he already has planned for each of us to do very uniquely. But how about this? We all share a common purpose as well. When we accepted the finished work of Jesus, we became reconciled to God. We became reconciled. That is, we now are in right relationship with him because of what Jesus did. And as a new creation in Jesus, now we are called to help others become reconciled to God. Second Corinthians 5.18 says this, And all of this, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. As new people, we are to live a lifestyle that inspires questions, questions from those around us, a lifestyle that generates conversations and opens doors for us to be able to share the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. But we have to be reconciled to God. So when we are reconciled to God, then it's our task to help reconcile others to him as well. We are called ministers of reconciliation. That is our shared purpose as new people. So go back to our question from the beginning. What does it really look like or what does it really mean to be a new person? What does it mean to be a new creation? It means that our life has a new purpose that revolves completely around God. Being made new through Jesus Christ means that every single part of us is changed. Yeah, every part, not just some, every part. That's so good. You know, it's not about behavior modification when you're new in Christ. Trying to be this or do this or, and then what, coming up short. Maybe you're feeling stuck in what feels like the old you this morning. Maybe you're feeling like the old self is still having a firm grip and you're finding it hard to get free. Or maybe you're just exhausted from your own efforts to try and live a new life on your own without the power of Jesus Christ. If that's where you are this morning, we've got good news Mm -hmm. and some encouragement for you. God's word to you is this. If anyone 
That's what the word says. If anyone, yeah. not some people, if anyone is new yeah. in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Yep. That's a definitive statement. The old has passed away. And behold, the new has come. So when you accept yeah. Jesus, that new comes right then and there. Yep. The rest of the trick is to live that out for the rest of our life. That's, and that's really what this series is about. So don't let the old get the upper hand. Yeah, just remember that God's mercies are new every morning. That's what scripture tells us. There is fresh mercy for you and I today. But also remember that living as a new creation begins by embracing the love that Christ has for you. You know, uh, some of y'all know this, some of y'all don't, but I'm from Southeast Texas. I'm from Houston, which is a spit across the border from Louisiana. And I have Louisiana people in my life, in my, in my family. And so I know a little bit about seafood gumbo and Cajun and gumbo. Creole food. Mm, yummy. The secret to a good gumbo is in the roux, the sauce, okay? When you let that crab or shrimp or whatever's in your gumbo soak in that roux and just bask in the roux, it gets into every single fiber of the meat and the rice. Ooh, that sounds good. And it I'm kind of hungry right now. It makes the whole dish amazing. So here's what I want. I want you guys to soak in the love that God has yes. for you. That's good. Come on. That's soak come in on. that. Soak that up. Let the fact, let the fact, and not an opinion, let the fact that he loves you so much, so very, very much, let that get down into your bones and in your heart and change you. And while you're soaking in the love that God has for you, just remember, it's because of that love that Jesus wants to take us from our old to the new from our old self, our old life, into His new, His righteousness of God, His right standing with God. Amen. That is so good. And the thing is, Jesus paid a high price to give us the new. He paid a high price. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Yeah, on the cross, Jesus took our old, sin-infested, old, old life, old way, so that we could become His God-centered, new, His righteousness. So let's just pray that God gives us eyes to see with renewed eyes, not the old eyes, not changed eyes, renewed eyes, and that we would be able to allow the love of Christ to lead us as these new creations we've become through Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it starts with surrendering your old and walking into His new. If you have accepted Jesus, but you're still struggling as you try and walk out this new, then today is also a good day to surrender all over again. Surrender all over again. With every eye closed and every head bowed, will you pray with me and just say these words with me? Heavenly Father, Thank you for not giving up on me. I know that I've sinned, and I ask you to forgive me today. I know that Jesus is your son, and that he died for my sin. I ask you now, come into my heart and make me new. 
Help me to walk out this new life in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you, yeah, let's let's everybody clap. If, yeah, go ahead and stand up. If you if you prayed that for the first time, or you renewed that for a new time, heaven is celebrating right now. That's right. Come on, give it up. Heaven is celebrating right now um, over that decision. Amen. Amen. That was a great word, babe. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the podium with me today. (laughs) Yes, that was an amazing word. And right now we're going to worship God with our tithes and offerings. I would like to read a verse in Jonah 4.2. It says, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. On the screen, we have three ways we can give. And also in the seat back in front of you, we have a giving envelope, which you can drop off in, at the welcome table um, if you choose to give that way. And so let us pray for our offering. God, I just thank you so much for your love, for your mercy, for all your goodness, Father, that you continuously give us each and every single second, Father, that we are here on earth, God. And I just pray, Father, that, you know, these tithes and offerings, that you bless them and multiply them and that you fill our needs, Father, wherever it may be, Father, in our work, in our home. Um, You continuously are willing, God, to just give us and open your arms to to fill us with your blessings. So, Father, help us to receive and also give, Father. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 There's going to be someone in the back right-hand corner if you prayed that prayer earlier today or if you need prayer for anything. Don't leave here today without having someone pray with you and stand in agreement with you for what you're believing God for. And we want to be able to um, give you a resource. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you renewed your, um, your life with Jesus, we want to give you a resource to tell you what some of the next steps are. So in the back right-hand corner, again, you can get that. And then also just know that we want to support your decision as your pastor. So we're going to be praying for you by name daily as you walk out this new life in Christ. So I want to pray real quick to seal our service. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. It is mighty and powerful and it does not return void. Lord, I pray that it will sink into our hearts and our minds and that every single one of us will be changed from the inside out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So... I want to remind you that if you haven't already, fill out a Connect card. They're in the seat back in front of you. You can turn it in at the welcome table. They have a special gift for you. And that way we can keep you updated on what's going on here at Pursuit Church. So if you'll raise your hand, I'll bless you and I'll dismiss you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he lift up his face towards you. May he turn towards you and may he give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for coming. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.